From India's largest newsroom, I'm Meenal Baghel and this is the Times of India podcast. The colorful high decibel campaigning for Punjab that goes to polls on 20th February hides a multitude of worries. Drugs, corruption, poor economic growth, the issue of sacrilege or beadabi, and of course the political infighting. The state's politics, which is usually revolved around a bipolar contest between the Congress and the homegrown Shiromani Akali Dal, is now seeing a five-pronged contest between the ruling Congress, the SAD, a resurgent AAP, Captain Amrinder Singh and the BJP's new coalition, and the Farmers' Party, the Sanyukt Kisan Mocha. My colleague, Times of India's resident editor in Chandigarh, Sarju Kohl, and Professor Ashutosh Kumar, who teaches political science at Punjab University, decode this very cluttered election. Punjab is not like Tamil Nadu, where the winner takes all. There is no landslide in Punjab. Even last time, when uh, Atali Dal was not even the main opposition party, got only 15 seats, they had 24% of the vote. So there has been a consistent uh, support base for both Congress and Atali Dal. i tell you two things about Punjab. Hmm. One, that Punjab has always registered more than national average of electoral participation. And participation has been from across the social groups. It's not that the Dalits are not voting. They are also voting in large number. In CSDS survey, it has been found out. I've been doing this survey. So, and cutting across the social and religion, class and region and all, the voting percentage is very high. And there has always been very intense campaigning and very close fight. Then there are 54 constituencies where Dalits are more than 30%. And there are many Dalits. Most of the Dalits are Hindus, right? They may belong to 39 caste. So all these factors make the electoral scenario very interesting this time. Because now BJP is not like uh, playing the sit and fiddle. Mm. BJP is on its own. So urban Hindus, caste Hindus, Aroras, Khatris and all, they may go for BJP. You never discount them. You know, like uh, they may not be very open because Punjabi Subha, you know, Raj Karira Khalsa. So Hindus are always like uh, subdued and they are not really very open about, they leave politics to uh, be handled by the Jetsit. But this time, the scenario is very different. This is actually one of those rare occasions when the Congress Party has actually formally announced a chief ministerial candidate, given the jockeying that there was going on for it. Even though one in three person in Punjab is a Dalit, this factor has not really been politically significant, which now with the introduction of Chani as chief minister and, and playing up on his Dalit identity, how significant is this factor? 
Mr. Chani is not trying to become a Mayavati or Nasi uh, Ram. He's a smart guy, you know, self-made. So he's playing his uh, Aam Admi card. He's not playing his Dalit identity, overplaying it, I would say. Congress is also not overplaying his Dalit identity because there is always threat of counter-mobilization by the Jersey. Because they must have been watching it that this Dalit fellow has come up and the, 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 the moment he became the chief minister, the first appointment he made was he brought a Dalit as a uh, director general of police. And he also brought the attorney general of his own choice. So he tried to fight off, you know, he tried to be on his own man and then they were challenged by Sidhu and then the high command also intervened. But as you know, if the Congress, by any chance, Congress wins the election, it would be very difficult for Congress, nearly impossible for the Congress to remove him, especially now when they have declared him as the chief minister. And he would become a very powerful chief minister. Second thing, that the Dalits are very much divided. They are Dalit Sikh, they are Dalit Hindus, they are Dalit Christians. And you know, you cannot essentialize any community. So in India, like even Muslims cannot be essentialized. You know, they are divided into many categories, social categories. True. And they have never voted at, in tandem. I mean, if you see the CSDS survey, the Dalit Sikhs have generally shown a tendency to vote for Atali Dal and Dalit Hindus have voted for Congress. The USP of Ahmadi Party is that we have never been in power. So you cannot hold us responsible for all the mess. So give us a chance. You know, Apti Bar, Modi Sarkar, you remember. So Apti Bar, Kejival, you know. So that kind of slogan is appealing to the... It's, it's a negative, uh, you know, uh, advantage. Atalis and the Congress have been in power. They have been responsible for uh, creating all kind of deceleration in the growth rate and the overall decline, social decline and all. So give us a chance. That is their, um, uh, you know, call. Chani is trying to show as if like it was another government. You know, it was not the Congress government. Amrinder Singh was like a one-party government, you know. And the fact of the matter is that there are only two or three new ministers, yes. and, others, and all these guys were there. Chani was himself there. And, you know, like, so how can they discount their responsibility? See, you know, he's past, his, he was a powerful leader, I remember. 2004, like, he got this uh, Water Termination Act, and he was seen as a very strong Punjabi leader who resigned after Bruce Starr and who also resigned after police action in the Golden Temple. But he has, he has run its career. You know, there is always a time in the life when one, one uh, you know, one is not having the energy or the expiry date. Hoti hai, na? So everyone has expiry date. And uh, Aminda Singh, long back, you know, he crossed that expiry date. If I understand Punjab politics, many big people, they would lose election. Mark my word, many, many ministers, many top guys, they would lose election this time. There's a strong undercurrent of anti-incumbency. It's not wave. It's not like 2017. There's no euphoria. There's nothing like wave kind of thing. But people, it seems, have made up their mind. Mushkil decision tha. Aapne asan bana diya. Punjab ke chief ministerial candidate Charanjit Singh Channi ji. My colleague Sarju Kohl tells Arun George that CM Charanjit Singh Chani 
by launching a blitzkrieg of programs in the last 100 days, is trying to position himself as the can-do anti-incumbent, even though he served as a minister in Captain Amrinder Singh's government for four and a half years. What happened in Congress was also a lot of anger against um, Captain Amrinder Singh's perceived um, aloofness or the fact that he there was uh, accusations from within the party, his cabinet ministers, his MLAs, that he was inaccessible. And a lot of the routine work was actually done. He had a huge um, number of advisors, former bureaucrats and otherwise. And a lot of work or a lot of government work used to be done by uh, those advisors. So which meant that uh, a minister or an MLA who had to get some work done had to go to these former bureaucrats instead of having any kind of interaction with the chief minister. So that inaccessibility issue, the moment he kind of like uh, was appointed the CM, he, he's been working really hard on that point. He's saying, I am accessible to you 24-7, unlike, you know, my predecessor. So he's going from place to place. Initially, uh, there was thing that like he's working at 3 a.m. in the morning and transferring something and, you know, getting things done that early or that late into the night, whatever you would say. And he goes out in the people, even uh, yesterday, he was, he's contesting from two constituencies. Uh, one is his traditional constituency, Chamkar Sahib, and the other one is Badar. So he was in Badar and he went and he played some gully cricket with people. Then he went and sat at a chopal. And in, traditionally in Punjab and Haryana, you see these village elders uh, sitting in chopal and, you know, playing cards and all that. So he played a game or two with them. So he basically is telling voters, look, I'm accessible. I'm one of you. And uh, he's got a lot of push for the fact that he's the first SE uh, chief minister of the state. And that is kind of like, you know, uh, you know, uh, giving him momentum and he is building on that momentum and kind of like coming across as this person who can be kind of like depended upon. Uh, the only stumbling block that has been for him has been these ED raids uh, and uh, involvement or alleged involvement of his nephew in uh, some kickbacks and in, in an illegal sand mining case. That case is that investigation is still going on. Mr. Chani has kind of like taken a lot of these uh, decisions before his government, before the polls were announced. So where, you know, where they have decreased the price of electricity units for um, consumers to a whole lot of whole array of poll stops. So uh, because of these announce, announcements may, were made before the elections were announced. So the government kind of like tried to send a message that, you know, even if it was, it was actually a 111 day government, uh, which was led by Mr. Chani, that even in 111 days, we made so many decisions that didn't happen in four and a half years.
So their report card is, look, these are the things we've done in 100 plus days. So the Congress is mainly pushing its anti-incumbency on to the reign of uh, Captain Amrinder Singh for four and a half years. Now, whether it kind of like works with the voters or not, that <laughs> the day of counting will tell us. Both Sarju Kohl and Professor Ashutosh Kumar say that among the several issues at the heart of the Punjab campaign are that of sacrilege or beadbi, which was picked up by Navjot Singh Sidhu and which also dogged the Shiromani Akali Dal. Also at play is the farmers' agitation. Both factors are now the big emotive issues of this election. Beadbi is a topic of discussion. It's not gone away. I mean, the anger within the community over, you know, it's 2000 incidents happened in 2015. And if you actually look at it, we are eight, almost seven and a half years later, nothing really has happened apart from some uh, charge sheets in some cases being filed in the court. I mean, the thing, uh, the progress has been very slow for various reasons. I mean, one part of it also was that the Badal government at that point had uh, uh, given over the case's investigation to CBI. And the Amrinder government then took a whole lot of time clawing back those cases from CBI. So, I mean, a lot of that anger, a lot of that issue, that is, it is a very, very, very emotive issue within the Sikh community. And uh, these incidents which happened recently, like we had something in Golden Temple and then we had a very, very disturbing incident in Kapurthala where just a intruder was kind of like, you know, described as a person who had tried to do some kind of sacrilege in the Gurudwara and then lynched by a mob. these kind of like added to the community's anger and uh, communities that feeling of, uh, you know, hopelessness that polit- politicians had done nothing. Uh, the farmers, although they have um, candidates in all the 170 constituencies, what has essentially happened is they have not been able to feel recognizable names strong candidates. And to add to the confusion, uh, they still haven't got their EC registration. So that means that all these candidates will not be able to find under a single uh, symbol. They will be all independents in every district, every constituency. The SSM candidates will get a different um, symbol. And as you know, symbols are a big, big issue in uh, Indian Indian voting system. So that has been a major setback for them. And many of them have actually openly spoken out that, you know, once we win, we'll go back to the parent party kind of thing. We are seeing this election on the back of a very long farmer's agitation. The fiscal deficit is a huge problem in Punjab. Other than all these party politics and colorful characters, what are the three key issues that underpin this this contest? You know, I've been following the Punjab election since 2002. Every party in its manifesto would talk about 
doing something to uh, to develop agro-based industries, to have uh, organic farming, giving incentive to the farmers, nothing happened, right? There has been a competitive populism. Every party would, uh, uh, I mean, promise them the moon. This time also 1,000 for every woman. So Congress would say we would give 2,000. In 2012, you know, like Atali Dal said, we would give five marla land to every uh, landless person. Five marla land in Punjab, land is very, very costly in Punjab, you know. So th this is one major problem. The second is this populism, direct transfer of resources. And that brings a lot of corruption. There is too much corruption, you know, the, the, there is not an effort. Punjab is one state where the roads, you know, Punjab looks like a state which was once a model state, once a very developed state. Absolutely. And, and then the state, it was like Amitabh Bachchan of 1970s, you know, like when Bachchan was star. So at Punjab, there was no comparison. You just see the 1980s figure. No state was near Punjab. And Punjab is now nowhere, you know, going down. Every year it goes down. His growth rate is much less than the national average growth rate. So, so need to bring in industries. It, earlier, Jalandhar, Ludhiana, they had the ancillaries, you know, the small scale, middle scale. And all these industries have moved out. They have gone to Badi, they have gone to, even the farmers have moved out to Chhattisgarh and other areas. The land quality has become very bad. The, the water table has gone down, cancer belch. The, the crash crop pelling, farmers committing suicide. So that's the foremost issue, the agricultural sector. That's why this farmers movement, you know, the farmers are so agitated. So that's one. Second is this corruption, huge corruption, the scam, mafias, they rule over. I mean, I would say that in, in, for Pakistan, we used to say that 500 families rule over Pakistan. So in Punjab also, you have some families who rule over Punjab. I just said the Jetsit, but if you ask the Jetsit, they would say, some families are ruling. They are married to each other. It's like, just like a caucus, a nexus. I mean, uh, what should I use? Feudalism is alive and kicking. Ah, it's like a funny thing. So this is second thing, the stamp. People are really so fed up with this kind of thing. And third issue is that, uh, you know, the let me say that Punjab is a state which has had a very difficult past. So it's a borderland state and the drugs Drugs is a huge, huge process. And drugs is not the only issue. You know, with drugs comes the weapon, comes the militancy. You compromise the people. Those who become drug addicts, you can get them to do anything. So that's the third thing. So drugs, scam, corruption, institutionalized corruption, and the nexus between the politician, bureaucracy, and the police, completely politicized bureaucracy, completely politicized police. These three issues I would like to point out. that no discussion on Punjab can ever be complete without the impact, discussing the impact of the Akali Shiromani Dal. This time, what has gone wrong? See, uh, traditionally what happened in uh, Punjab was that uh, the rural voter used to vote, the Sikh rural voter who used to vote for Akalis because that was their traditional vote bank. And in uh, and Congress in some uh, rural areas it had a hold, and mostly Congress had this urban uh, support. 
but what has happened this time is uh, sad came out of a very messy um, alliance with bjp over the farm laws but they miscalculated a little bit and you know they came out of the alliance only after the anger in the state reached to a point that it was untenable for them to be part of the government uh sad batinda mp har simrat singh har badal was a minister in the union uh, ministry and by the time she resigned and the party announced that they would uh, leave the coalition over uh, the three contentious farm laws the damage had been done i mean the farmer movement was basically supported by the people in rural areas of punjab and when the perception went down that these guys were part of the government that passed these laws it did great damage to sad and they haven't managed to win back uh, you know voters who were angry with them in 2017 over these sacrilege cases uh by sacrilege cases i'm referring to the 2015 incidents that happened uh firstly there was uh, there were incidents of sacrilege in a gurdwara uh this is in faridkot district and then there was uh, police firing on two occasions over the protesters so this whole they still are struggling but at some point uh, mr subbir singh badal who is now who is also kind of contesting his first elections as the party president his father was the chief minister last time uh, till they lost power in 2017 this this time uh, his father former chief minister prakash singh badal is contesting from his traditional lambi seat but he's not kind of like running the poll strategy he's not actively involved in the party's campaign so this campaign is uh, subir badal's baby so to say so it's also a test for him the atali dal used to be a organizationally strong party ideologically driven party you know the morcha party movement party now atali dal has post blue star generation has taken over atali dal and atali dal has become just like a mainstream party in fact when sukhbir badal took over in 2004 he brought hindus also he said that the party since 1995 the atali dal has been saying that we are the party of punjab punjabi punjabi so in the process they have lost their traditional support base because atali dal always posed itself as a sikh party you know panthit party a party which would fight for the political social and cultural interest of the sikh community but yes. right now under the leadership of supreet badal this party has become a family party you know all the badal's uh, family they were in the cabinet they were holding the positions tal uh, tat elections sorry sgpc elections are just like uh, you know just like uh, badal's family would decide who is going to be the head of the sgpc so the tatsali sikh you know the traditional conservative sikhs who would never go for the congress they are looking uh, other uh, looking towards aam aadmi party the last time also in malwa region uh, aam aadmi party did very well and if there would not have been a consolidation of the hindus in favor of the congress aam aadmi party would have done much better in 2017
Sarju Kaul tells Arun George that of the three regions of Punjab, Majha, Dwaba and Malwa, the AAP is mounting a strong challenge to the ruling Congress in Malwa. In Malwa, last in last election in 2017, although um, overall AAP only managed to win 20 seats, but in Malwa, they had very, very close contests. And that meant that Congress candidates in many places just won with a thousand or 2,000 or 3,000 uh, margin, vote margin. This time, both uh, Mr. Kejriwal and the AAP-CM candidate Bhagwant Man are focusing a lot on Malwa. They are campaigning across the thing. And according to them, they feel that they have the upper edge this time in the region. But beyond the big weighty issues, the optics are all about personalities in this election. And two big comedic stars are in the fray in Punjab. The sharp-witted Bhagwan Singh Maan, who is the AAP's chief ministerial face, and the wildly popular Navjot Singh Sidhu, who almost became the Congress's CM face until Charanjit Singh Channi edged past him. I asked Professor Ashutosh Kumar how the two men can color this election's outcome. Comet start, yes. <laughs> yes. How do you see both of them? See, uh, Bhagwan Singh Maan uh, has, is a second-time MP and uh, is a good actor, you know, like uh, Jaspal Bhatti, if you see Ulta, Palta and all those. And uh, uh, no scam, no, uh, no allegation of corruption. But the man has uh, this uh, liquor problem, but which is in Punjab, you know, it's not such a big issue in Punjab. So... <laughs> Uh, so that's one. Otherwise, like, but then he's not seen as a very, you know, I mean, he's no match to Amrinder Singh, let me say. He's no match to Amrinder Singh. Amrinder Singh had a very good image in Punjab. The only thing is that he did not do much. That's why he lost his support base. As far as uh, Sidhu is concerned, Sidhu is hugely popular among the youth because he speaks well and he has all Shero Shairi and also he, he, he has the crowd pulling capacity. Whether the crowd would turn into vote or not, that is another matter, right? A colorful personality. Bhagavan Man is also very colorful, witty, and one-liner, and both are like uh, Hajir Jabab. So those things are there, but there is much more consistency in Bhagavan Man. As far as Sidhu is concerned, Sidhu is like uh, driven by his ambition, and there is some inconsistency and too much like uh, uh, self-centered, person-centered leadership. Varman Man is better team man, I would say. And Sidhu, of course, also has a tough fight against Majitia this time. Very tough fight. In 2009, if Sidhu won the Lot Sava election from Amritsar, it was because of Majitia support. In our survey, it came out very, very clearly that in the Amritsar town, he was losing out. In the, it was in rural Amritsar, which is the Majitia stronghold, 
he got the vote. And he used to praise Majitia. He was very close to Majitia family, you know. So Majitia, the Majitia family is an old family there, established family, you know. So, so, so it would be a very tough fight. And probably the friends of uh, um, uh, Sidhu within the Congress, they would also try to help, you know, <laughs> the cause. Today's episode is produced by Arun George and Sunai Marathi. For a daily spotlight on people, ideas and stories that matter, subscribe to us. We are available on TUI+, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts and all other platforms of your choice. For any news tips, reach us at tuipodcasts at timesinternet.in.